Hello, and welcome to the Reach or Miss Show, the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur, where Hayut Yogev speaks with entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs about reaching or missing the critical point of approaching the right customer with the right message at the right time and place. The point where business success starts. And here is your host, Hayut Yogev. Rich or Miss, episode 229. Hey, my riches, happy new week. I'm Hayut. My guest today, Jess Chan, reached $1 million revenue in the first 18 months of her email marketing agency, Longplay. And her best advice to entrepreneurs is just get started and figure it out along the way. Entrepreneurs fail when they try to have it all figured out. And I think the truth is, as always, in the middle. First, we need to learn the market and decide on the four cornerstones of our business. Who are your customers? What is your product definition? The three to five words that define your product? What market category are you planning to lead? And what is your value proposition? Once you have these clear answers in place, just start your journey and figure it out along the way. So let's learn a bit about Jess Chan. Jess Chan is the founder and CEO of Longplay a full-service email marketing agency for DTC e-commerce brands. Within six months of launching Longplay, Jess helps brands increase email revenue by 639% within 90 days and increase average order value by over 67%. Prior to Longplay, Jess was the chief marketing officer at DTC brand Best Self Co where she saw the unique opportunity and challenges e-commerce brands faced in nurturing, converting, and retaining customers. That fueled her to launch Longplay. Jess has spoken at events such as DX3 and Digital Growth Summit and has been featured in Entrepreneur, Influencer Hustle, and Thought Catalog. Let's hear my interview. With Jess Chan. Jess Chan, what a pleasure to have you here. Hi. Uh, hi, I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to talk today. Ah, it's so great that you are here. And I just shared with my audience, with our listeners, what you've done until now. And I would like to ask you to tell us what are you doing most passionate about today and where you are doing. Yeah, so right now, um, I'm, most of my full time is spent um, building up Longplay, which is our full service email marketing agency for e-commerce brands. Um, our team and our client list has continuously been growing. So really excited to kind of push the business forward there. But also, um, now that we have a business that is kind of more established and we have our foundations down, we are exploring a little bit more, um, you know, new business initiatives, um, whether it's launching courses, um, having exploring partnerships. Um, to really kind of bring the business to the next level um, and also starting to explore starting um, a next e-commerce business as well. 
And how long have you been working already with this business? This business has been around for just over two years now. Um, and we, yeah, we kind of, we kind of grew pretty quickly and, um, you know, have, have been very lucky to have, uh, had, have clients right off the bat and, um, have just really been focusing on making sure we're kind of building a business that scales and is very sustainable. Tell me a bit about your story. How did you start? What was your career path until today? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so it's funny, I, I work in marketing now and obviously in entrepreneurship, but my background was actually in actuarial science and economics. So pretty much like as far away from marketing as possible. But with actuarial science, obviously, the, the focus there was like statistics and working in insurance companies and risk modeling. And there was at some point, I just kind of realized that, you know, I didn't really see a future for myself sitting in a corporate cubicle, um, cranking out spreadsheets for the rest of my life. So I kind of explored a lot of different industries and, and job positions. And, you know, I was exploring, exploring UI, UX, things like that. And this was actually still in my college years. And uh, in my last year of college, I found a job posting for a marketing assistant at an e-commerce company. And at that point, I didn't really have, I had zero experience in marketing. Um, I, and I've worked some summer jobs, but had zero experience in marketing, had zero experience in e-commerce, um, and somehow got that job anyway. And started off as a marketing assistant and really learned a lot in the first few months, um, kind of dove right in. And uh, when I when I graduated, you know, I think it was like nine or ten months later, they promoted me as their chief marketing officer. Wow. And I just remember, yeah, I remember thinking, like, this is the most unqualified promotion of all time. And I have no <laughs> idea what I'm doing, but we're going to figure it out. So that was kind of how I got my start in, I guess, like marketing and, and digital marketing. And also I was working so closely with, with these founders. And um, it was such a small, it was not a small business, but it was relatively early stage in e-commerce so I could really see what it was like to build a business before you know you really had all the things figured out um, and, and really understanding entrepreneurship and the process of building a business so I got really lucky and also worked really hard um, during those years to kind of just be scrappy learn a lot pick up as much as possible and test a lot of things and um, I was at that company for you know three and a half years and from there I launched uh, Longplay which is an email marketing agency for for clients like that so um that's been kind of my journey um over the last few years great and why email marketing isn't it too late yeah good question um so it's funny with email marketing i still remember the one of the first tasks that they gave me as a marketing assistant was that they wanted to you know start an email marketing newsletter so i still remember googling like how to you know how, how to do email <laughs> marketing and e and that was the first time that I you know, figured out email marketing in any way. But I remember that first that first email we sent out, I think it was like a weekly newsletter that I just kind of made up and I wrote it in like 20 to 30 minutes and we sent it out and it, it generated, you know, $5,000 in revenue. And I remember thinking back then, like as a college student, I'm like, this is more money than I've ever seen in my life. Like, this is crazy. I just, I only spent like 20 to 30 minutes on this and I didn't even know what I was doing. It's already working. Like, you know, what could we do when I actually know what I'm doing and there's an actual strategy around this. So I still remember that moment so vividly because I think it was kind of that entryway into like, oh, I really like this channel. And I also loved it from a business standpoint because there's such a big, there's a good moat around the business in the sense that it's a high barrier to entry um, and that you kind of need, you need someone who understands strategy, you need under, someone who can write copy, do design, um, do all the analytics. So it's very, it really incorporates all of these different skill sets, elements in, in marketing that makes it very hard to, for someone to just kind of do on their own but also, uh, you know, really high reward as well. 
Um, and email marketing, I mean, it's still it's still such an expanding industry. Um, it's still doing so well for consumers. People are still buying a ton off of emails as well. And I think um, it's really evolved past the kind of like spammy email marketing. We don't do any of that stuff. All of our emails are very well designed. They have a story to tell. They're very focused on, you know, creating a really great customer experience. So I think the age of like spam emails and just direct response and like um, that type of email marketing is probably um, fading away a little bit. But the industry of really, you know, having customer centric email strategies uh, is definitely still growing. Hmm. It seems like everybody has an email list today and everybody is doing email marketing because all the marketers told them to, me included. And, uh, but many of the businesses that use email marketing are not really making money out of that. They're keeping in touch with their customers, but they don't know how to make money out of that. Yeah, and I think most people are kind of scared to sell through email or they sell too aggressively. Those are kind of like the two extremes that I've seen where it creates failure in, in email marketing and it, you know, looks like it's not working. But generally, it's it's either, you know, you don't really have a good email list in the sense where if people are buying email lists or things like that, um, that'll impact performance. And um, that's just kind of not the way to acquire customers. So that's one reason I've seen it fail. Um, where people are acquiring lists, um, they don't really have a healthy list. Um, they they kind of got built their list with giveaways, things like that. Um, so that's one reason for failure. The other reason is either again people are too aggressive with selling, so you know they're kind of spamming their list, over emailing them, or just the emails are not compelling in any way. Um, they just discounts all the time. Um, and over time that's going to fade out and. Um, your your customers are going to get sick of that. So that's one way that I've seen people fail. And the last one is that people are just kind of, they, they are, they're trying so hard to not be that spammy, salesy email that they don't sell at all in their email. They only provide content. And typically those types of people, you see a very high like engagement rate on their on their emails, but it's not generating any revenue because they're kind of scared to sell. Um, so those are kind of like the big three reasons that I've seen where, you know, email doesn't work for an e-commerce business. Um, but but generally, if you're approaching it with a healthy strategy, you have a good good customer list. There's very rare businesses that we we've seen it not be a significant amount of revenue coming from email. Hmm. You are entrepreneur yourself. I want to ask you what would be your best advice to an entrepreneur that is listening to us right now. My best advice um, would honestly just be like, just get started, and you'll figure it out along the way. I think the biggest reason that I've seen entrepreneurs fail is they try to have that perfect plan. They try to have it all figured out. They're, you know, they're scared to start because they don't really know what to do next. And I always say, like, if I already know what to do next, like, I'm already bored. Because mm-hmm. um, then it's not like the, the, the challenge isn't figuring out, you know, how to solve a problem, what the next step needs to be, and figuring it out along the way. And that's kind of the key trait in, in entrepreneurs in general. It's like they don't need to have it figured out to, to start. And also, I always say, like, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. I think it came from Mike Tyson. But, mm-hmm. you know, with my team, like, we'll map out a five-year vision, 10-year vision, um, but it's very much a vision and not a plan in any way. So the difference is, like, we have no idea how we're going to get there because um, it's too far away and everything's going to change. You know, even even this last year, we had our vision on how we wanted to end up here, and we've hit a lot of our business goals, but it was the most, you know, crazy path to get there, and there's no way it did not follow any of our plans in any way. But we got there because the vision was very clear, and we're very confident that we can figure it out along the way as well. 
So that, that'd be my, my biggest advice. Like, just start. Don't, you don't need the right answer to start. You don't even need to know what you're doing. Um, the biggest differentiator between entrepreneurs and people who consistently want to start a business is just like kind of taking that leap. You've got successes. We um, started to hear about it and we'll hear about it in a minute. But I want to ask you what is your biggest, most critical failure with customers? The one that affected your entrepreneurial journey the most or almost the most? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, I'd say like the biggest failure with with customers has been not setting expectations and have not having you know boundaries for my team or myself um and the issue with that is you end up you, you it's 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 important in the beginning potentially to to get those initial customers and get something kind of going right off the bat but the trade-off is that you kind of slow down your growth in the middle term mm-hmm. um because you then have this collection of like bad customers or even if they're not bad people in any way you've set the expectation that they can come to you for whatever it decreases your profitability which decreases your cash flow to actually you know fund your future growth so it becomes this kind of hamster wheel of you spend more and more time and you have more and more energy being sucked up by these clients who are actually less profitable and are actually holding back the growth of your business and then as they suck in more time and energy um, you get more and more attached and there, there becomes like a scarcity bias um, that like these are the only customers you can keep because you don't have time to go out and look for other clients. So it becomes like, again, a hamster wheel where you become less and less profitable. Um, you have less and less time, less time and energy and cash to fund your future growth. And then you, you kind of just start hating your business too, because you're not really enjoying this type of type of work. So that's, that's kind of been the biggest lesson for the last year or so. Cause we grew so quickly in the beginning, you know, we hit, we hit a million dollars revenue within the first, you know, 18 months of the business. Um, but the trade off of that was like, then we had to slow down our growth a little bit in the last, last six months to kind of clean up a lot of those things that got missed. And a lot of the clients that kind of slipped in that maybe weren't the best fit for us midway through as well. Um, so it's really kind of a trade off, you know, we, we got off to a strong start, but we had to slow, still slow down and build those foundations. And I think it was a good reminder that there really is no shortcut. Like if you grow fast, then you slow down the six foundations. If you do the foundations right, it might slow down your, your growth in the beginning, but you have a little bit more longevity. Um, and again, there's really no quick answers, no hacks. There's no, there's no short-term solution. There's no um, quick fix. It's all, it's all just having the discipline to build it right. Hmm. Now I would like you to tell us the story of your greatest, most significant success as a result of the right customer purpose or something that you did right about approaching your customers? Yeah, I think my biggest success is really just the fact that like long play as a business like exists and is somehow, hmm. you know, working and profitable and growing because I really had so little experience and, you know, it kind of all moved very quickly. I learned, I learned what email marketing was and then became, you know, a CMO within nine months. And then even then I kind of, you know, only worked in that business for three, three and a half years. So from the point when I discovered email marketing exists, like launching an email marketing agency, it was about like three and a half years there. And, and I also had no, no, like this is my first business. I had no experience in entrepreneurship or, you know, even working in an agency. This was also brand new. And, and we grew really quickly, we grew, you know, we grew to a million dollars in the first 18 months. We have a team of, you know, I think 20 to 25 people now. Fantastic. 
And I think the biggest thing there was like the 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 big success was really about building an, an amazing product, amazing service that really had product market fit, that really solved a pain point for customers, and that I knew of because I've been on the other side. Like I would have been an ideal customer. Um, and it comes down to that fact that like when you have a really great product or a really great service and you actually solve a pain point, it doesn't necessarily make any of the other things easier, but it makes it simpler because now we don't have to, we, you know, we just started marketing our agency now, two years in, um, everything else kind of grew through referrals. And I think that again, goes back to the success with customers where when you find a great product and service that fits the customers that you need and you find these great clients, those customers will bring in more customers and your product will kind of market itself. Mm, love that. Just can you recommend the best or most effective technological or digital tool that's related to customer-focused marketing or sales? However, I'm not looking for the last Chinese tool in the industries. I'm looking for something that really works for you and can help other entrepreneurs as well. Um, I'd say like if you are on, for example, if you're on e-commerce, um, Shopify and Klaviyo would probably be the best two tools to be using. Um, besides that, I'd say it's really dependent on your industry. Um, and I guess my honest, this probably doesn't directly answer the question, but my advice is always like, you know, figure out what you're trying to do and then find the tool for it afterwards. I find a lot of entrepreneurs kind of get caught up in finding like the perfect platform, the perfect tool, the perfect productivity hack or tool, whatever it is to kind of solve the problem. But at the end of the day, like a platform is just a platform. A tool is just a tool. It's supposed to be solving the problem. And, you know, I tend to not really worry too much about what platform we're using as long as we just choose one and, and use it properly. Um, obviously, make sure it kind of serves your needs. But it's so dependent on your business, your industry, you know, where you're at growth-wise, um, that it's hard to recommend, like, a specific tool that, that's going to solve everyone's problems. And what works for you? Um, so we typically use Asana and Slack are the big two platforms that we use. Um, and then, like, Google mm-hmm. Drive um, and Zoom. Like, we're, we're pretty straightforward um, with, our, with our tools. Mm-hmm. You know, there are many factors that affect one's success. However, I do believe that for each of us, there is one factor that really makes us for us, really helps us succeed. And I want to ask you, what is your one key success factor? Um, I think my one key success factor is kind of just figuring it out as you go and kind of trusting in that because when you trust in your ability to figure things out, it, you, it removes all of those barriers to just getting started um, or kicking things off. Even when you can't figure out, you kind of figure out a different way to do do whatever you need to do. Um, so I think it's just really kind of, I guess, sometimes that like courage or sometimes stupidity on just, you know, we'll figure it out as we go and it'll be okay. But it works. Yeah. It always kind of works out when you have that faith because it usually ends up that you don't follow the plan or the path that you think you will. But um, it always kind of ends up better, better than the actual plan in the first place. Mm. My final question, before I ask you what is the best way to connect with you, my final question is my mountain question. And as my listeners already know, for years, I've been imagining this journey of entrepreneurship as climbing a mountain. Step after step after step, and then when you reach the peak, usually you're looking at a higher peak to climb, and sometimes you need to go down in order to reach the peak later on. And 
at some point I started to ask my bees, and that's what I'm asking you, whether you ever climbed a mountain, or wished to climb a mountain, or do you have any relationships with mountains at all? Yeah, um, so I've not climbed any actual mountains, um, but the mountain I'm wishing to climb next is starting to build a portfolio of different businesses. So, you know, I've gotten the first one off the ground um, and it's still growing and we're still, um, we still have a really great vision for it and, and trajectory. Um, but starting to really build, build up a portfolio of different businesses, um, building out that empire, I guess, of mm-hmm. um, you know, e-commerce brands, agencies, services, um, even like physical locations as well. And seeing, you know, where the journey of entrepreneurship takes me. And what is going to be the next business? Um, so we're actually working on an e-commerce brand next um, in the health and wellness space. Oh, sounds interesting. Yes, I would like to thank you so much for coming here. But before that, I want to ask you, what is the best way to connect with you for any of our listeners that would like to be in touch? Um, the best way to reach me um, will be justchan.ca um, and also um, on Instagram as well. Um, it's justchan with two J's. Um, but I think all of this will be linked in the show notes as well. Um, but I'd say like my website um, or Instagram are the best places to get in contact with me. Okay, so we're going to really have all of these links in the show notes of this interview. And I would like to thank you so much for coming here. It has been a pleasure talking with you. And it seems like you really nailed it down. So, go for you. Thank you for having me. Hmm. It has been a pleasure, and uh, take care. You too. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Bye. And for you, our listeners, until the next time, it all goes down to this. You either reach or miss. Keep reaching your goals and vision. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Reach or Miss show, the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur. You can find all the information, links, and resources that was mentioned at the show in our website, reachormiss.com. See you next week.